1: no one is is, 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 is more locked
2: in. from Thursday to Monday no one is more locked into the NFL than first and pod hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Philippone. Brady is the biggest story right since And That Miami. ties
1: in cuz now he's out for San Francisco
2: right Exa- exactly Well, Andy's out for Vegas he's out he's out for Tampa right the the QB carousel there's two 12 13 teams that have quarterback situations up in the air,
1: and you don't think he'll go back on this? You don't think he'll renege on this one?
2: No, I think he's image conscious. I think he did it del- how he did it deliberately. I think he, I think he's staying retired. I'm not a hundred percent convinced he's going to take the Fox job. Like I, he, he got that offer, and it's a massive offer. I'm not a hundred percent convinced he wants it. But we'll see. I think it's more likely than not that he does that, that. He does it. Um, I think that Jimmy Johnson's retiring. I think that Terry Bradshaw's not too far removed from or too far away from retirement. And I could see Brady not loving in a year or two or three, traveling every single week to different locations and calling random 1 p.m. Eastern games to 40 percent of the country, and maybe slotting in. And just doing the studio work and hanging out in L.A. Uh, It's a pretty good life. Not as much money, but he still gets to do the other part for for Rupert Murdoch. But other than that part of it, man, just one point on Brady. I I took note of my initial reaction when I saw Schefter's tweet before the video. And I was surprised that a 45-year-old man was quitting football he led the league in pass attempts. He threw over 60 passes in a playoff game in which he got eliminated. If he decided to come back as a free agent, Tampa would have been interested. Vegas would have been interested and maybe someone else or someone's else would have been interested. Like, It's a fairly remarkable thing that he didn't go out a winner. He didn't go out like Elway. He didn't go out uh, with the perfect ending, which would have been winning in Tampa to win the breakup with him and Belichick. Yeah. But he didn't go out in embarrassing fashion or unwanted, which is a fairly remarkable thing to say about a guy. Like I know everyone's doing the career thing for him, but like right now today,
1: he is still one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, but I think he's probably closer to 32 than he is 1. I think he's an average I quarterback. I lack agree. of mobility. I think he knows that. I think that it I think it dawned on him at some point that if he couldn't do it as well as he did when he was close to his best, I don't think he wanted to do it anymore. I don't think he wanted to be just a quarterback that was, you know, maybe good one game, bad the next two just what comes with being an average quarterback. But I also think this is a is a factor. I do think now that he's a single dad, I do think the family, as far as proximity to his kids, I do think that that played a part in this. Like, let me put it this way. I do think if the Miami thing never happens with Flores, and the tampering charge doesn't happen, and Miami wanted him to play football there this year, I think he could have wrapped his arms around that and done that. I think the fact that the Raiders are in Vegas, I don't think he wanted to go back and forth between Vegas, New York, Florida, you know, that whole thing. I think he was... So
2: you don't buy the report that it was Tampa or nothing?
1: Well, I think at this point it was Tampa or nothing because Miami was off the table. You know, like, he didn't have Miami as an option because of right. what went down last year. So I do I do buy that. I do, because I don't think he really wanted to go. I don't think he wanted to go to Vegas or San Francisco. I think I think the Tom Brady two or three years ago would have done that. Yeah. But I don't think, and I feel confident in saying this because, you know, not only do, I, I know some people that, you know, have connections to him who we were down in Tampa with him, but I also feel good in saying that because like the guy was missing practices and walkthroughs and stuff because of his personal life this year. Like it was no secret that like his work life balance was like closer to 50-50 than it was at any point in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think he took that into account, and I think that's why I think that's why he ultimately decided like I don't. And like your point about him is he gonna want to do Friday, fly to fly somewhere, do production meetings, watch a team practice, meet with them again on Saturday, call a game at one o'clock on Sunday between the commanders and giants. Like, I don't know. I think that you know, I think like, the money is so massive. But it's more than he made in his football career if he goes through the entire contract.
2: Right. And part of it is not even for calling the games. Part of it's to like show up to the Fox upfronts and show up to the Daytona 500 and to help them land the big Chevy sponsorship. And right. Like I, it, it seems like a very cush gig. Um, do you think he'll be good at it? Do you think he'll like, if, if next year Greg Olson is on the number two team with Joe Davis and it's Kevin Burkhardt and Tom Brady, and they don't have the pressure of their calling a Super Bowl at the end of the year. And they get to just like, not in anonymity, it'll be the most highly scrutinized thing that we got. But it doesn't end in a Super Bowl, and it's just calling 20 games for Fox. Do you think at the end of the year we say Tom Brady did a good
1: job? Yes. And I know right now it seems like the popular sentiment is to say No. But I think he's more savvy and conscious of what comes with that job than some of the other great quarterbacks that have failed in this role. Um, You know, Marino wasn't very good on set for CBS, I didn't think. I thought he was pretty stiff. Montana Montana was famously awful. Never said, never wanted to say anything. Uh, Jim Kelly, his, his foray in national football coverage was very, very brief. Farve apparently bombed an audition that like yeah. never saw was, the light of day, but was apparently horrendous. Yes, exactly. I was going to get to him. Like I think Brady, I think a lot of, I think the lot of the like the football personality that we saw out of him was because of the because of the organization he was with and not wanting to create bulletin board material. Like I do actually think there's more to him, and we've seen it. Like when he was on that uh, LeBron show, talking about how I know this guy sucks, but I just didn't want to say that in any kind of, you know, media scrum. Right. Like no, like I, I think he, well- I think he knows good commentary and bad commentary, and he wouldn't sign up for it unless he has a commitment to get better at it.
0: Selling a little. <laughs> at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
2: I I think that you and I are pretty close on this then. I think he can be great at it if he wants to be great at it. Because everything he says will be the goat said it. Like He has a stature in a way that nobody else can have. And we have evidence of this. Peyton Manning is a Mount Rushmore figure. And he dips his toe into media with the Manning cast. And it's universally praised and celebrated because of his stature. And yes, part of it's chemistry and part of it's that it's different and all of that. But... You know, Wanstead made the point on the show, he's like, who's not going to pick up a phone call from Tom Brady during the week if he wants to go out and find information? Like, if he really does study the film and do the work and commit to being analytical and critical and teaching and telling stories, you'll feel like you're getting it from someone teaching a master class and the stuff that people – like." casual fans not well Tony Romo never won a big game or what's Dan Orlovsky gonna really teach me because that guy never we ran out the back of the end zone it's Tom fucking Brady like and people like you and me and the people who listen to sports radio that maybe will broadcast this stuff and talk about this stuff and think about this stuff we watch the game no matter what but like our wives know who Tom Brady is you know what I mean? Like, for, like he does not have to be as technically sound as Greg Olson to be a success for Fox if with, with it comes gravitas and curating and interest and bigger interviews and promotable guests and celebrities showing up to his games and stuff like that. Like, he's a celebrity in the booth in a way that we've just never seen. We've never seen it. It's like, if, it's like if Magic Johnson would have been good at it for the NBA and he's not good at it but they keep putting him on TV whenever he wants to show up on TV still. Yeah.
1: He just shows up for the NBA Finals because he's Magic Johnson. Yeah, but like, it's like Gretzky with TNT with hockey and he's about as bland as it gets too but he's Wayne Gretzky. So right. So, so he so wants to like, do TV. He's going to do TV. Right. So it's like, so, so like if brady
2: actually like imagine if brady worked at it like olson clearly works at it or if, like how herb street clearly works at it he'd be the best i just have no idea if I, the guy who's got an 80 for brady movie coming out and 300 million in the bank and every supermodel in the world lining up to date him i
1: i have no idea if he wants to be the but best but i don't but i don't think he wants to detach himself from the game i think he looks at this as his way of staying involved in football you know I think I think that's why there
2: are easier ways to do that like he like like Jimmy Johnson's job is the easiest job in television like other than the fact that he lives in Miami and flies to LA but he does it on a private jet and then when he doesn't want to fly there he just beams in via satellite and stays in Miami yeah you know like Right, but there are there are easier jobs to stay attached to football than the one
1: he's signing up for. I don't I don't disagree, but I think like, I think in that big number from Fox, you're paying. You not only are you paying for his name and just his presence, but like, I think there's the understanding that you're paying him like an active quarterback to almost prepare for these games like one. So I think you see the story from Marshan today about Romo. Yeah, but guess what? I think Romo Romo turned into a cartoonish figure of himself, a parody of himself. And in my opinion, it's because I think he was convinced after the first year that people just loved the enthusiasm. And he got it in his head. I don't even really have to, not that he ever really prepared. I think he just was recently removed from playing and everything was fresh to him. I think people. I think he got in his head people just like the spontaneous outbursts and that's gonna be my thing as a broadcaster. Yeah. yeah. And that's gonna be my thing as a broadcaster, and I'm just gonna let it rip. And people have caught on to that gimmick. So I, I would be stunned if Brady half asses it. I think if he I think if he gets win that he's not good at it, he'll just quit. He'll say, I don't need this. Then he won't obviously last more than a year but I think if he commits himself to it he's going to be outstanding I think it's I think it's an unbelievably cool story like just
2: for us media dorks like I I think it's just we if he if he's awesome at it it's something that we've never seen
1: and I am not at all surprised by this intervention thing with Romo I I I had remarked to a couple of people who worked for CBS during the uh, after the AFC championship game I've never seen a more broken broadcast of a big game in my entire life, on any level. It was terrible. You can tell, and I don't claim to be a a friend or an associate of Jim Nance. I've interviewed him a few times. We have some. We have a couple of mutual friends. I've got the utmost respect for him, though. I'm a big Jim Nance fan, and he sounded like someone who wanted to distance himself or ignore his analyst as much as he could in that game. That's just my observation. We've worked with, we've had co-hosts or co-workers where you, you've literally, when that person was done talking, you started to talk and you didn't really give a shit what they had said for the previous 30 seconds. Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course. That's what that game sounded like to me. And then another guy I love, Sterator, who I have a lot of mutual friends with him because he literally lives like I could probably run to his house from where I am right now. I mean, this is
2: like the Pony Knows People name-dropping podcast. I live
1: that close to him.
2: You know people with Brady. You know people with Nance. You know people with Sterator. Congratulations. You're a connected guy. We know.
1: I think Sterator is under some kind of edict. From from the NFL to not shit on the officiating in games anymore. I think I he see. Do you do you not disagree? I think he's very very careful and very very measured with his critiques now, way more than he was before. And it's nauseating when there's an extra freaking down in a game and a do over, and he doesn't base them for it. I I just thought he
2: bombed it because Pereira is pretty critical. So like, why would they muzzle Sterator and not Pereira? So like, I just, I just thought that the whole broadcast felt, I, I didn't think that Tracy Wolfson did a good job. I didn't think Romo did a good job. I didn't think Vance did a particularly good job, Uh, but, I, but they were. And like at we're one time,
1: on I think everybody that we're talking about individually has the potential to be amazing. Correct. All of these people. Oh that's yeah, the, absolutely. That's the frustrating part about, the CBS game now, their number one game, is that the conglomeration or, or, or people that they have can be an excellent broadcast, but there's zero chemistry there now, which is crazy because Nance and Romo, the whole thing was that they had
2: chemistry. Um, yeah, they they they've got some serious issues to to work out, but it's fun, man, and I do like Olson. I think I think Olson's great, but I'm like wary of liking him too much because I also loved Romo, and the mob is fickle. So these things can, these things can change quick.